Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later. It's a pumpkin, so it'll be like a yeah. pumpkin cut through it and it only goes in for like an inch and then the rest is hollow helen it's hollow yeah. inside and i was yeah. like what, yeah. what is this nonsense where is my pumpkin <laughs> i was going to eat some of this <laughs> i have been shot changed rusty quill presents enthusiasm Hello friends and fans and welcome to Enthusiasm, the show where we talk about a few of our favourite things. I am your host Helen Gould, one of the best Rusty Quillers, and today we're talking about holiday traditions. Holiday traditions, am... baby! <laughs> I'm ready! Yep. Let's go! Yep, Mike's here. <laughs> Did you know that Mike's here? <laughs> I mean, he's got the best Christmas jumper out of the uh, out of us all. I mean, literally, uh, before this recording started, we were all like, "Let's maybe not talk about just Christmas." And I'm sat here in a Christmas jumper with tinsel coming out of my ass and a Christmas tree in the background. Right. Well, as you are now very aware, <laughs> we're going to talk about the holidays, and um. I am going to have everybody introduce themselves and we're going to do it alphabetically as always. So, um, Annie, please, can I get your name, your pronouns and what you do? Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Annie Fitch. I use she, her pronouns. I'm an audio editor at Rusty Quill and I'm the voice of Actor X on Stellar Firma. Huzzah. And Elizabeth? Hi, my name's Elizabeth. I am also another editor for Rusty Quill, and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, That's about it, I think. Cool. (laughs) And Mike. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm the head of video for Rusty Quill and the voice of Tim Stoker from the Magnus Archives. Um, And I use he, him pronouns. Wonderful. Somehow I always forget that you're Tim. You see, it's weird. There's like a dichotomy in Rusty Quill where people call me Tim. Um, <laughs> unironically now mm-hmm. it's it's literally it's now got to the point where I just accept that people give me that name um, 
And then there's people who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, season three, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's a long time ago, hey. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into it. Um, because we are recording in December, I do want to talk a little bit about the festive season. Would anyone like to tell me what you tend to do at this time of year in your house? Um, is anyone up for starting? Most of what I do at this time of year involves cardigans, like comfortable mm-hmm. jumpers, um, Baileys, probably a few gins and maybe some wine usually excessive amounts of turkey and um and in between all of that lots of squirty cream usually on some kind of cake or alternatively on some kind of like fruit related product um <clears throat> or fruit adjacent product if it's like you know glacé cherries i still don't know what they're made of does anyone know what they actually are <laughs> okay i have found out so glacé cherries are maraschino cherries specifically with the stones removed and they are cooked in like a sugar syrup mm. and that's why they have that texture and that taste that's yeah. why they're so sweet mm-hmm. that, that's what they're trying to tell you but really they come from another planet clearly they've been described <laughs> to that planet as that this is one of the items that we eat and then yeah. that 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 planet scientists on that planet have come up with what they think that is and then are selling it so I, this is it, it's it's a conspiracy it's how they're uh, getting their their brainworms into us it's via glass a cherries something adjacent to that that's it's seasonal so i guess it could play into some what some people consider holiday um did you know that pumpkin spice lattes have no pumpkin in them it's they're called pumpkin spice lattes because it's the spices that you would normally cook a pumpkin pie with what i mean i wouldn't be shocked if there was no coffee in starbucks coffee <laughs> no it's just like cinnamon and 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 um cloves and a couple other things in it no pumpkin damn i mean it would be quite weird if there was like floating like fibrous pumpkin well sure (laughs) but i think this is something we should investigate i think we should investigate can we make a drink with pumpkin (laughs) in it like a coffee drink where it's just blended pumpkin coffee cream Glass of cherries, obviously. Um, just <laughs> Liz, add them you all have in. To dare to believe. But Mike, so we've heard uh, what you like to do around this time of the year. Liz, what about you? What are you, what do you? What are your plans usually around well, December? Helen, the most important thing about this time of year for me is Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding uh-huh. must be served; mm. otherwise, Christmas has not occurred. Christmas pudding. <laughs> I do not care so much about whether it's got brandy sauce, but it must be heated with ice cream or cream. And yep. if you're going to do it super traditional, it has to have coins stuffed in it. Mm. Yes, of course. If you haven't, with your mouth, taken small bites of a pudding and then like carefully checked whether or not there was a bit of metal in there, <laughs> you haven't lived. <laughs> like, this is this is a tradition that that just brings such nostalgia to me. So um, so yeah, cr- Christmas pudding is very important. Uh, mince pies are also semi important. Peas with mint sauce. It's the only time oh, no. you ever have mint no, sauce. No, but, no, you've lost me but now. But peas and mint sauce. Uh oh. Uh oh. Check it out at peas with mint sauce. No, no. <laughs> you had and, me all the uh, way up until that. No. And you've got uh, to have your roast. But for me, being vegetarian, obviously, it's uh, it's a bit different than it used to be. But when I was um. When I was young, actually, it was probably lamb or or mm. mutton, and then maybe I think um, chicken or turkey. God, it's been so long ago. There would always be like two meats, basically. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. the, it was yeah. the day of two meats. Yeah. Now it's probably gone down to the day of one meat and one vegetarian. <laughs> roast, so, not to be overly American, but it's always honey baked ham instead of roast in my house. Um, honey baked hams are my absolute favorite and you basically don't get them any time other than the holidays we used to have hammers i do remember growing up with ham because it would be put in the cold store so there was a bit of the kitchen that stuck out with a with a thing a door on it and then you and then the ham would sit there wrapped in a tea towel you know for the days afterwards which would be sliced into sandwiches for the next two weeks yes yeah exactly so there, there was there was always ham and then something else 
Uh, yeah, my my uh, uh, my family, we always get so we always get honey baked ham, which is just a whole ham with like an inch thick crust of honey on it before it's cooked. So it's crystallized mm. on the outside. It's delicious. And then obviously it's a big old thing. So there's no way we're going to eat all of it. And so we would put it in. We would carve it up and put it in a big case, basically in the fridge. And then just that was lunch for like most of January. Yeah, mm. you you just got so sick of ham. I just remember being yeah, so right. sick of ham after mm, about but like I never three get sick of I suspect this is something that we all share, which is um, inexplicably cooking so much more food than yeah. you actually are gonna <laughs> need. Yes. And and you but you do it every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though you should really know better. So we used to um obviously like, you know, pre this, um, we used to go and see um like some relatives up in up in the north of England. And basically the whole point was on that side of the family, they all get together around like around Christmas time. It's usually just before or just after. And everyone will cook one part of the big Christmas meal. And then everyone comes together and you share everything and you share drink and you share food and you share like stories and play games and like people bring like tabletop games that we can play and things like that. Like it's, it's really, really cool. But you are quite right. What that means is, because everyone is cooking their own element of the meal, they make like a family-sized portion of that element, yep. meaning that there is so much food by the time <laughs> it comes to actually getting there. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you got to love it, though. <laughs> yeah. um, Annie, other than the ham, any other <laughs> traditions that you do? Um. Well, I was first going to say... As the only American here, I feel like I should bring up Thanksgiving for the sort of fall winter holidays. Hmm. Thanksgiving is a holiday that I don't think I appreciated very much as a kid because I was a picky eater. So to me, hmm. it was just all my family's around and then I'm I'm eating, I guess, some food, but I'm not, I didn't get into the, to the, the massive dinner portion of it as a kid and really it was just kind of an excuse to have some time off school. But um, as an adult now, I love Thanksgiving. I love getting to have people come around who I don't really get to see that much during the year. And I love all the food. I love all the like the potluck element of it, of everybody bringing their own dish. And then also on Thanksgiving morning every year, I play a massive flag football game with my friends. That's very, very competitive. And so we go back to like people who have now spread out all over um all over the country and um you know we we all start we started this game when we were like 17 and now like i turned 30 in about a month and so like Mm. seeing as everyone progresses through life and then every year we still come back to the hometown to the same field that we all grew up playing sports on and and have a game it's so it's so yeah yeah this is hard to compare to anything else it's amazing yeah Mm. um and so just i think that that's what it is for me about all the fall the fall winter holiday season here because very much in 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 the states it's kind of like everything spread out through the year and then you hit halloween and it's like bam 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 bam, bam, bam through valentine's day <laughs> and then you're out the other side so mm. but like the, the the way that it brings people together the way that you get to see people that you don't see all the time both family and friends and like that element of it um is something that mm. i don't know that i appreciate as a kid but i definitely really really enjoy as an adult so it's interesting for me thinking about it because my Christmases have changed a lot. Like we started off, I think, going to my, uh, going to Nanny's, like my grandma's place. When she was younger, she used to host us all. So um, that would be me, my dad, my mum, my auntie and her four sons and one daughter. Um, <laughs> wow. And then, <laughs> and then my uncle and his wife. That must have been a handful, hey. <laughs> Yeah, that the, they would often fight over the roast potatoes. Of um, course. <laughs> of course. Yep. Yeah. Mum, he's meal. got one more than me. <laughs> oh, his potatoes are bigger than mine. <laughs> 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 They're all like proper strapping guys as well. Gotcha. They're all like so tall. Anyway, um, <laughs> so when I was very young, we were doing that. We were going over to my grandma's. And then as I got older, we stayed at home and it was just me and my mum my dad. And as I got a little bit older than that, my dad would start started building all these traditions with me. We would go and get the tree together. Mm-hmm. He would have me pick it like a real tree. Yeah. 
a few days before Christmas, he would start hiding little chocolate bars in the tree. And, and he would come to Aww. me at various points of the day and say, oh, there's something in the tree. And I would go and like look in the tree for it. No. Um, put up all the decorations together. I am about to open a very controversial topic, though, mm. which is about presents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Here mm-hmm. we go. Right. Let's crack this can wide open. <laughs> okay. So for me, the minute I woke up, stocking is open. Mm-hmm. I go into parents' room and wake them up at whatever unholy time of night it was. <laughs> and I open it all with them in the mm-hmm. stocking. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not allowed to touch the presents under the tree until after lunch. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I've already had, I've had my first set of presents and the second set of presents is for a little later in the yeah. day. Well, the the first set there, that's your um, Santa sack, right? So that's yes. your what yeah. Santa brought. So, but yeah, exactly. I used to, yeah. We, we used to have a pillowcase because we had such classy items as pillowcases for <laughs> stuffing, <laughs> stuffing for us. Um, but I'm like you. I think I, I think the parents insisted we either had breakfast or it got to just before lunch. I think it depended whether we were going over to someone else's places, place for lunch mm-hmm. or whether, mm. but what would happen is you would have to get the presents from your parents. So you'd open them. And then if you mm-hmm. traveled, mm. then you'd be bringing the presents for the other people. Yeah. And then there'd be mm. that exchange yeah. of gifts. Um, I'll be honest. I'm so glad that our family just doesn't really do gifts like that anymore. We, we have them for the <laughs> kids only and we do not bother with one another. And it, it's just a load of stress that you don't have to have anymore. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I will do one thing, which is um, every so often we'd be off to uh, the Gambia to be with my mum's family. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to leave all the presents behind. Oh, no. 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 And I'd have no, no. presents on no! No! That's gutting! <laughs> no, you can't leave them behind! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that this is, is awful. This is distressing. That's the coolest thing. That's the coolest thing. I thought thing that, that you had to wait until after lunch was hard, but good <laughs> lord. And that would also be the, okay, we're going to the midnight like church service as well. Oh, oh yeah. of course, like, yeah, yeah. And often we'd be staying until New Year's too. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you didn't no. wait. Hold up. Back, back up a second. So you didn't get to open your presents until the new year. That's how I remember it. I could be mistaken. <laughs> I. But I certainly remember what? being, you know, like fairly old teenager, fifteen or sixteen, and not having any presents on Christmas Day. Damn. <laughs> oh, and damn. Just being, Helen. <laughs> just, God, I'm going to send you something this year and you better flip it well open it on the 25th. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I think we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back in just a second. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
and welcome back. So, um, I'm going to take a hard left turn. I'm going to ask if anyone has any traditions around Halloween. Because mm. Halloween is very important to me, but I don't know if it is to other people. And I'd be interested to know if anyone else celebrates Halloween in some of the ways that I do. I love Halloween. Halloween yeah? is definitely my my favorite holiday. It's interesting because when you're, uh, I, I don't know about elsewhere, but but certainly where, where I'm at in the States and everything, adults at Halloween, particularly folks in their 20s, party really hard on Halloween, like throw <laughs> absolute ragers around Halloween, which I love, don't get me wrong, but I like, like, I think that, that a lot of people miss the element um, and, and don't necessarily admit it all the time of like the dressing up, the giving mm. out candy, watching scary movies and, and the, the vibe, actually enjoying the vibe, the spooky vibe of Halloween. Yeah. I adore Halloween. I adore cost, you know, doing costumes. I adore car- uh, carving pumpkins when I get the opportunity to. Um, yeah. And I don't get to do it often because Halloween is a big day at my day job at a theme park. Our Halloween event is our busiest time of the year. But when I have the opportunity on Halloween itself, I like to be in. I like to give out candies because I uh, give out candy because I love seeing the costumes that kids wear. I like going yeah. trick or treating with my kids when I have the chance. And staying and watching scary movies the whole nine. I love Halloween. Mm. Anyone else? Mike, what do you do? Nothing. I have to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> <That's okay>. I, <laughs> so my family has never really been a big one for Halloween. And to be honest with you, I've never really known why. I mean, it's widely known that I don't get along with horror particularly well. <laughs> uh, so like I so I don't like I <laughs> I don't like um I don't sit and watch scary movies very often and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But when I was younger, like I always in, in a load of movies that you watch, like you see loads of people going out and doing trick or treating and like you know Mm. meeting up with people and blah 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 and so when i was younger i always used to ask my mom if we could go trick-or-treating and we never went and Mm. i never really she'd never really tell me why and then as i grew older she explained it was to do with like safety concerns and she was worried about like me and my sister and like you know us getting like kidnapped or something like that um and so eventually like you know the truth will out but that meant that i never really celebrated halloween i got Mm. to university and at that point i would go to as Annie quite put, quite rightly put it, the rages that would happen in people's <laughs> houses. Like I remember being in like these clubs in Derby where you know basically it was just dance until you can't dance anymore, like three, four, <laughs> five in the morning kind of stuff. And like that would be Halloween. But I don't. I would only really go there because my mates would go there, so we'd get dressed up and we'd like you know we'd go and have a good time. And then mm. the moment I left university. I mean, like, it's it's rare that I can even find someone to come and carve pumpkins with me. So, like, Aww. you know, I just rarely celebrate Halloween. It's usually just a day where I get a little, a few more ranks in my Apex Legends characters. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Liz? It's definitely something that I um, came across really as an adult coming to the UK mm. because we don't really, or when I grew up, we didn't really do trick-or-treating I think we I mean it's not like we didn't know what Halloween was but it was more that um it would only be if someone had a Halloween themed party um so similarly universities or something Mm. might do something like that but you didn't really have kids walking around the streets I don't know what it's like today I have been away for like 10 years or so um but talking about pumpkins and carving them i carved like my first ever pumpkin not that long ago for uh i, I decided to do the howie the milkman logo i was like i'll do that no Just, way. you know as a, as a oh, wow. i think trying to think of a theme i don't think i've ever been so shocked as when i cut through because i got these pumpkins which i'm like it's a pumpkin so it, it'll be like a yeah. pumpkin cut through it and it only goes in for like an inch and then the rest is hollow helen it's hollow yeah. inside and i was yeah. like what, yeah. what is this nonsense where is my pumpkin <laughs> i was going to eat some of this <laughs> i have been shot changed so i mean it explains how it was lighter than expected but i yeah i i didn't even all these years, I just thought there was a massive amount of pumpkin. And that's why, of course, you have pumpkin pie, because you have all that pumpkin leftover stuff. 
uh, you know, for for Thanksgiving, right? right? You've got all the pumpkin leftovers because <laughs> that comes after Halloween. I figured that was because, um, you know, Halloween comes, you've got loads of pumpkin, then you do. Yeah. Anyway, no. And then you've still got stuff to no. put left over to put in the lattes. Well, exactly. <laughs> no, it's all air. You've just bought an entire empty gourd, which which was a shock. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard because it's all because it's so stringy. It's so hard to actually get it out and clean properly. Like yes, I I I have I have done mm. a pumpkin once, and I can't yeah. be bothered to do it again. That's so much effort. It's- the, apparently, so what you, my <laughs> mate did it, you get um, uh, a hand mixer, hand beater, one of the, or, or the electric beaters. You put that in oh. and you do that around what, when oh, it's been opened up. Oh, man. And spill it That's around. That's pretty crazy stuff. Of the yeah. Wow. But those things as well, the moment you get them, you're like, it must be outside because this thing will decay at a rate faster <laughs> than anything else you've ever owned. <laughs> like, I had one in, <laughs> you know, indoors and then it was like the next day I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Like, you're looking, <laughs> like, the face is now like mold. <laughs> like, uh, so, mm. yeah, that's something else I learned. Decay rate on uh, <laughs> on Halloween pumpkins extremely high. Useful information. Yeah, Useful information. you're supposed to carve them like three days before Halloween. Yeah, yeah, not like a week and a half. Nope. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um. Oh, well, I obviously I'm a massive horror fan, so um. I will do one of two things for Halloween. I will either be at a Halloween party, as mm-hmm. I was this year. The theme was games. Nice. Uh, ideally, uh, sort of tabletop and traditional games. Oh, man. So uh, I went as the queen from chess. And, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. So got myself a crown and like a velvet dress and some accessories and off I went. And I really love, I love being on the tube in costume on Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and, and seeing other people just sitting also calmly scrolling sc- their phone, just dressed as a carrot or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Carrots, yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember that outfit, Helen, and I remember you said what it was. And yeah. I now have to admit that when you had said that, I thought you meant Chess the Musical and was like, what? I don't remember oh. a character, which was quick. Yeah, <laughs> and very slow. No, it was meant to be oh, game themed. Um, so yeah, I went to a little party this year. Um, the year before, I um, I think I just watched loads of horror movies, and I have done that several times. I watched a film called Mother, mm-hmm. oh, which yes. is basically gaslighting the film. Mm-hmm. I started it. Fell asleep, woke up, and it was absolute pandemonium. <laughs> I was like, what has... You know how sometimes most horror films, you're like, okay, I can see where this is going. Mother just yeah. slaps you around the face several times from different was directions. Was the, the Darren Aronofsky one? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah with, uh, with Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that film. Um, I took... Actually, this year I took your um, advice and I watched all the hauntings of uh, Hill House-related Films. I am, oh, interesting. I am what did you think? Well, I, I mean, like, when Owen Wilson gets his head knocked off, what a prime piece <laughs> of film cinema <laughs> history. But actually, I've got so, to rewatch that. Yeah, so we, so I watched um, uh, Vincent Price one, I think, uh, that one, and then the one mm. that you'd recommended, which was the 1916. Oh, it was maybe 63, seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then went and actually rewatched the the TV series that had come out a couple of mm. years ago, right, on Netflix. And you saw all the references yeah. they make all the way through it. And you're like, oh, it's all very clever and it's all tied in. So right. it is, So that yeah. was my Halloween as well, uh, film film tradition for this year. You'll have to give me another series to watch for next year, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Since I've been an adult, I've not really... Um, I've not really done sweets for the kids, apart from a couple of places that when I was renting in London. But um, where I am now, I'm in a flat with like where you have to have a special fob to get into the into the building. So we don't really right. have kids wandering right. around the corridors. <laughs> well, and so this year, I was actually like, since Halloween was on a weekend this year, I was working, so I didn't get to hand out anything. But like. Aww. For the last few years, I haven't really, because also, like, the the last few years, even before COVID, I lived 
at this house on top of a very steep hill at the top of a remarkably steep driveway. Like you're mm. nearly climbing instead of walking steep driveway. And wow. and uh so no kids ever came up up to trick or treat where we lived. <laughs> Because they're not going to. No, because no it, one it came down my street either. Simply not worth the worth the effort there. But yeah. you know, I grew up on the 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 sort of stereotypical gridlocked suburban streets of uh, you know that, that that you see in 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 any number of American like sitcom TV shows. You zoom out, see the neighborhood laid out in a perfect grid. That is exactly where I grew up, and um, <laughs> so like you know. Nice. Halloween was a time of trick or treating was a time of like you would like map out you knew which houses on which streets tended to buy the king size. And so you'd have uh, a route that yeah. would pass through all of them and you'd hit every house on the way. Nobody like it would be maybe one in every 40 houses that wouldn't have candy. Even if they weren't <laughs> home, people would leave their porch light on with a bowl on the porch and you'd come take some. You just didn't oh, it was man. a thing you didn't do, not buying candy. So yeah. you would just make this whole route for like three hours where you'd hit all the big stops. It was just <laughs> such a blast. I now want to ask, in a more general fashion, if anyone has any sort of favorite holiday memories, like things where you're like, ah, yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice Christmas, or that was a nice New Year's thing, or or anything like that, because um, I would just like to know, for the content of this show, for the content. <laughs> <laughs> That that That's is fair. an excellent point to me. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your favorite holiday memories. <laughs> I, I think growing up, we always uh, because it was summertime, right? You'd um, you'd have Christmas, and then you'd go mm. away often with your parents to somewhere nice. And so for us, it was um, up to Nelson, which is like a beach town uh, with. More importantly, hydroslides, which were just like the mm. highlight oh, of, of going on holiday. Um, no but way. also just as an adult, when you go there, it's got beautiful walks and they able Tasman National Park. So I just really have really fond memories of that slides. area. And hydroslides. <laughs> and hydroslides. Well, and natural, and natural hydroslides as well, because there's one which is, there's an area you can kayak to where they've got in the, the sort of simpler face, they've got like a natural slide that happens. So No, I mean, that's you know, It's just a giant playground. Just yeah, um, lovely. So having those summer holiday breaks, you know, it was always like such a nice time of year because you'd you'd have Christmas and then you'd go into the summer holidays and then it would rain, but there'd be some sunny moments and then you'd get sunburned. Mm. But yeah, it was it was <laughs> great, and you didn't have to go to school, which was the important part, right? Yeah, <laughs> that is the important part. <laughs> uh, Annie, how about you? I'm trying to think of a of a specific. I just I have such a good time in, at Christmas in general. Okay, <clears throat> uh, here's here's the, I I don't know the absolute favorite, but this is something that sticks out to me. Mm. My sister's husband. Once they got married, we started. We sort of added uh, an extra tradition onto our sort of family list of things, which is uh, my whole family go over to his family's Christmas Eve dinner. Mm. Um, which is a big part of how the 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 making the glog started coming around was they started to do it there um, to yeah. serve to this massive family gathering of people we knew and didn't and um, but then I just remember one particular year uh, f- five or six years ago probably now um, uh, we we started the tradition at that of after dinner was done as people were having drinks and easing into the night some of you know kids would leave and. Or be off to bed or whatever. And then we started gathering around the dinner tables uh, and playing uh, board games. Mm. Um, and But it would it would specifically be, it would just get really raucous for no apparent reason other than I guess that everyone was drunk. But like, <laughs> it would be, <laughs> but it would be like, there's, a, there's like a trivia game called Jackass that we now play every year because it's just hysterical. Like, it's it's very much one of these games where, where you like, uh, can end up sabotaging each other and pushing each other, like you know, like like pushing someone oh. else's progress back in order to move yourself. Like yeah. one of those sorts of games. So like games like that, like Sorry and everything that just have us all up and like yelling at each other and laughing till our stomachs. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. so much fun. Yeah, excellent. Mike, what about you? What's a favorite holiday moment for you? Any holiday, man. Um, one memory that stands out um, was when... So, I had always, in my mind, had this grand idea. You know the whole... Um, you know the song, Driving Home for Christmas? Yeah. 
Right. So I'm a big petrol head and I had I've always loved cars and I've always loved driving, but I'd never ever ever had the opportunity to drive home for Christmas. Every year, like I say, <laughs> I lived away from home since I was 17. Every year I would take the train um or mm. I mean one year I took the National Express and that was that was an adventure. Um, but like one, but there was one year where I remember I had my, I had a car and I was living in London. I was living in uh, Annerley in South London. And um, I was like, right, okay. It came around to like the Christmas period and I knew that I was going to go home and see my family. So I packed up my car and um, I, you know, started heading out of london but it was only when i hit there's an off ramp after you get just out of um london off of the m25 onto the m1 exciting stuff um <laughs> when you, no, when, you I'm come thrilled. Off, when you just come off of the leon court road and you realize that you're changing from like a suburban urban london streets into motorway um, mm. I saw a sign for the service station there, and it was at that point that I clocked. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm doing it right now!" And so I would like, <laughs> I like pulled over into the service station, swiped through my Spotify playlist. I was like, "I've got to find this song." <laughs> and I listened to "Driving Home for Christmas" for a good twenty miles. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, I'm doing it. And I had like a I had like a box of like uh cookies next to me that I was sort of like munching on while I was driving. I was like, Yeah, this is Aww. great. Um and there was no traffic around me, so I was like I was pretending that there was traffic and I was like, Oh look, you know, I'm waving looking over to the guy at the left of me, looking to the guy at the right. Look, I'm doing it. Oh shit, I need to keep my eye on the road. But like it's more difficult when you're not stationary. I'll tell you that for mm. free. Um don't drive responsibly, people. But yeah, yeah. It, thanks for that. Thanks for that. You're welcome. But like, yeah, it was that was that's a memory that stands out in particular because I remember being so excited. Um, it's sort of in tandem with the year that I thought that as a mini a mini edition, there was a year that I thought genuinely this was a big thing for me that I thought that I couldn't actually go home and see my family one Christmas because I was mm. way too busy and also like there had been I think there had been a load of storms and like the trains mm. just like weren't running and all of that kind of stuff. It was a few years ago now. And I'd had to have the conversation with my mum and basically say, look, I'm really sorry, but I actually don't think I'm gonna make it this year. Um so, you know, I'll, you know, I'll send you presents by the by and, you know, I'll, you know, I'll come up and see you when I can. Mm. But then, like, some, I can't remember exactly what happened, but the situation changed and I was able to find a seat on a coach that would take me home. This was the year that I took the National Express. I was able to find a seat on a coach that would take me back home. And I didn't tell my mum. And I turned up oh. on the doorstep on the night of the 24th with my bags in hands. And I was like, you're right, mum. And, oh, <laughs> and she gave me a big so old nice. hug and invited me in. And, you know, we had a big cup of tea and a chat. And mm. it was it was really lovely. I think she was really chuffed that I had managed to surprise her that I was actually coming home for Christmas. That's really sweet. Very sweet. If I was to pick a memory, it would be... Um, uh, so I have a friend who throws... Uh, very good parties. Every party of his <laughs> I've ever been to, I have had really funny and interesting conversations with interesting and clever people um, about all kinds of things. And one of my favorite memories from one of those New Year's Eve parties is um, inventing, uh, getting drunk, obviously. No. It's like the, it's the one night of the year that I allow myself to get really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I got, I got myself tipsy and then I invented another cocktail from the mm. bits and pieces that were strewn around the kitchen mm. and we called it blue balls. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because if I remember correctly, in fact, bear with me, I think it might still be in my uh, notes app. Whoa. I think fantastic. I wrote it down there. This just yes, in Helen's Blue Balls. Blue Balls recipe stored in phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had, for some reason, um, bubblegum flavoured pop. Oh my God. That was bright blue. Love it. 
Uh, so I had that. Nice. And I mixed it with vodka and a little bit of tonic and a little bit of lemon and drank it disturbingly easily. <laughs> so basically what you made was a WKD blue. Oh my God. That's what I did. I reinvented WKD blue. And that's one of my favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh helen you absolute champion <laughs> i mean you're gonna have to watch out with this episode that uh their ip people don't come along and tell you where to yeah. go <laughs> yeah away the secrets. <laughs> i hear there's this new thing on the street <laughs> they've taken our ip they call it blue balls bootleg um <laughs> but yeah and then another favorite memory I have is uh, one of my favorite presents I ever got for Christmas, which was that sand that you could mold if, as long as it was underwater. Oh, yeah. But if you took it out of the water, it turned back into sand. Yeah, kinetic yeah, yeah. sand, isn't it? Kinetic sand, is that what it's called? Yes, I think so. I loved that. I love that stuff. I loved that so much. It was wow. one of the best presents I ever got. It must be completely toxic, though, surely, because, you know, anything that fun Probably. has to be, like, filled with like, some sort of you. really bad for you, think. <laughs> it was the 90s. <laughs> Do they still sell it? No. Probably toxic. <laughs> all right. We have uh, run over, although, audience, you will not know this because we will have cut out so much stuff. But... <laughs> Uh, I want to uh, end us on a quick little, um, not whirlpool, quick fire. Hmm. I don't know why my brain said whirlpool. (laughs) Some whirlpool questions. Whirlpool questions. Let's go with it. Hopefully the whirlpool people (laughs) from whirlpool won't come in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're in the whirlpool. You've got to grab your answers out there. Anyway, um, the question is to round off on, in an ideal world, what is a perfect like Christmas and New Year's holiday to you? Like what would you do if like, if there was no expenses to worry about and you could have anyone you wanted there and there was no issue with time or uh, other commitments? I have an answer. Oh, (laughs) go on. Triple threat. Christmas, three parts. Part one, family, do stuff at home. Sofa, Bailey's, possible mulled wine, presents, Mm. gift giving, Day two, friends Christmas. <laughs> oh. Go down to wherever my friends are, rent out a big old house and have a huge party with hot tubs and and champagne <laughs> and various other things as well. And obviously non-alcoholic options for the non-alcoholics. Got you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Triple threat. New year. Do it all again, baby. But this time, <laughs> you party into the night. <laughs> all the way through into the morning. With Yay. more champagne and blackjack, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that'd be it for me. It'd be having a little a segment where I can spend some time with my family. And then a segment where I can spend it with all of my mates. Just in a really mm. cool venue where we could just do... We could just cut loose and do whatever it is we want to do. Oh, that does sound perfect. <laughs> I think for me, it would simply be a day in which I did whatever I liked and was Mm. able to just achieve that. It would be a few days where I was just like, today I am going to stay in bed and nobody Mm. is going to disturb me and I just do whatever I like. I would have a day just to read things. Mm. I would have a day just to eat things. I would have a day um, to go around and see all of my friends Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be very silly. Mm -hmm. Like, I would just... Oh, no. Do you know what? I'm I'm saying that, like, for me, holidays are freedom. That's what you're saying. saying. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it sounds great, man. It sounds very heartfelt, I'm sure. Damn. (laughs) I love it. No, it's right. You're right. You're absolutely right. That's what it's about. Freedom. (laughs) I love it. Um, Liz, what about you? What do you think? Well, I think the the perfect Christmas uh, would be, you know, all the. Normally I've had my friends' Christmas earlier. That occurs Mm. because normally I'm not around my friends around Christmas time. 
Yeah. Um, so that mm-hmm. so be family. It'd be in the newest, uh, you know, sixteen room mansion estate that I'd been given as a gift by maybe one of the royals, <laughs> something like that. Of course, Just yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With a nice bit of land. Uh, oh, lovely. Yeah. There would be lovely Christmas Christmas lunch roast, Christmas pudding. Obviously, like that. Obviously, one hundred percent. That has to be there. Uh, it's made entirely out of coins this time. Yeah, just coins. <laughs> just coins. <laughs> Most, mostly coins. Uh, and then um, I'd open my one gift, which had been carefully wrapped, which was the one thing that I've only ever truly wanted, a pony. Uh, oh. So I would, I would have my pony, finally. Classic. Um, oh. I mean, I got a lot of My Little Ponies when I was younger, but now as an adult, I feel oh. like I should be able to just step one up to actual pony. Mm. Uh, and then... And My little I'd, pony does prepare you for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've got, I, I literally have two herds worth. I think there was like uh, about sixteen or seventeen by the time the collection ended. Um, all in pretty good condition because I was not going to mess the hair up or pull it out or do anything like that. All their little um, uh, cutie marks are all there. I think they now call them cutie marks. Nice. And then fly for 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 New Year's. You know, fly to the Pacific. Not that you know, flight free and everything, but like. If, if no climate change or anything, fly to the Pacific, be on a tropical beach, maybe do some hiking, mm. bring my friends, of course, as well, family, whatever. Nice. Lovely. Do some swimming. Just nice. go back to having a like a, a summer kind of Christmas, New Year's where I feel that nice mm. warm heat and it's not like freezing. Mm. <laughs> so because <laughs> I haven't done that really. And in, in, I've done that, I think, once in the last 10 years. So mm. it'd be nice to just have a big, like, warm Christmas. Aww. And finally, Annie, what about you? Well, so mine is also kind of a daw answer, which is that, like, so for, at least for Christmas, um, my perfect Christmas would basically be kind of the ones I have every year. They, they like... I don't really... I, would don't, I don't know that I would change anything about the way my family does Christmas. We, you know, mm. normally speaking... Uh, you know, throughout my family, we get up in the morning before breakfast, we do Santa gifts, big family breakfast, you know, homemade waffles, bacon, cinnamon rolls. You oh, do gifts with damn. the immediate family after breakfast, go to my, go to uh, my parents' house. It, 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 it kind of alternated in a way, but it was generally speaking, we go to, we do uh, uh, lunchtime gifts uh, at my parents' house with mm. my dad's side of the family and then mm-hmm. we'd all go up to my aunt's house or they would all come down for dinner and gifts with my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And just having spreading throughout the day with different family groups, you know, and just like sort of progressing through it in that way. Good food, family, conversations, presence, mm-hmm. how it's always been. I just, I, I think keeping it that way, having my kids around for it and and all that, um, you know, and watching them open their presents and all that. That's that's the perfect Christmas. Aww. Perfect New Year's. Perfect New Year's I've had a couple times. It's basically being able to go over to, you know, some of my best friend's house and not not necessarily party so much as just really have, you know, just, just really have a nice, like a, a hangout, have a, have a kickback, sit around people mm. with drinks, people with food, whatever, and just watch the, the you know, play games, watch the, the countdown, all the usual stuff and, and just nice. kind of hang, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like oh, a low key New Year's in that way. I don't like to rage on New Year's. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it feels like work to me because I'm at, because I'm an audio tech. I've I've worked a few Christmases where I'm mixing sound. So if I go to a big party, <laughs> I feel like I'm working. I'd rather be at yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aw, well, on that really sweet, lovely note, I'm gonna say we're ending the episode there. Thank you so so much to all of you for coming on and talking about holidays with me. It's been lovely. Yes, thank you, Helen. Um, it has been lovely. Thank you, Helen. Genuinely yeah. been such a laugh. And thank you, listeners, for listening. And um, thank you for listening throughout this whole season, which, of course, I know you have done. You wouldn't possibly have missed any of the episodes. <laughs> um, and of course you came to watch Gaming and Giving as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Our holiday Christmas tradition that we do every year. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you. Thank you very much. And whatever you're doing as we enter sort of the winter break period, I hope you have a very, very 
lovely time and you take care of yourself and your family and your friends and um i wish you all the best but for now for the yeah for the last time in 2021 i guess yeah man it's goodbye from me goodbye and it's goodbye from all my guests. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 See ya. Bye. 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 Last episode, Bye. baby. Bye. We did it. Bye. 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 Party. Pop the corks. Let's go. Stop. Stop recording. <laughs> Someone turn that music up. <laughs> Enthusiasm is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. It is directed by Helen Gould, produced by Lori Ann Davis, with executive producers Alexander J. Newell and April Sumner, and edited by Marissa Ewing, Tessa Vroom, Jeffrey Nils Gardner and Catherine Ranella. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.